Psalm 49. Amen. Psalm 49. Hear this, all ye people. Give ear, all ye inhabitants of the world, both low and high, rich and poor, together. My mouth shall speak of wisdom, and the meditation of my heart shall be of understanding. I will incline mine ear to a parable. I will open my dark saying upon the harp. Wherefore should I fear in the days of evil, when the iniquity of my heels shall compass me about? They that trust in their wealth and boast themselves in the multitude of their riches, none of them can by any means redeem his brother, nor give to God a ransom for him. For the redemption of their soul is precious, and it ceaseth forever, that he should still live forever and not see corruption. For he seeth that wise men die, likewise the fool and the brutish person perish and leave their wealth to others. Their inward thought is that their houses shall continue forever and their dwelling places to all generations. They call their lands after their own names. Nevertheless, man being in honor abideth not. He is like the beasts that perish. This their way is their folly, yet their posterity approve their sayings. Selah. Like sheep, they are laid in the grave. Death shall feed on them. And the upright shall have dominion over them in the morning. And their beauty shall consume in the grave from their dwelling. But God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave. For he shall receive me. Selah. Be not thou afraid when one is made rich, when the glory of his house is increased. For when he dieth, he shall carry nothing away. His glory shall not descend after him. Though while he lived, he blessed his soul, and men will praise thee when thou doest well to thyself. He shall go to the generation of his fathers. They shall never see light. Man that is in honor and understandeth not is like the beast that perish. Amen. I want to preface this uh, psalm with um, the psalm not, is not condemning wealth or riches. Um, it's condemning those, as it says in verse 6, those that trust in their wealth yes. and boast themselves in the multitude of their riches. Yes. The psalmist starts out with an introduction to get everyone's attention. No one's left out. Low and high, rich and poor together. Yes. He says to hear this and give ear, all ye people, all inhabitants of the world. He's about to impart some wisdom and understanding that is still true and relevant today. He says, My mouth shall speak of wisdom, and the meditation of my heart shall be of understanding. I will incline mine ear to a parable. I will open my dark saying upon the harp. The psalmist had evidently felt there was occasion to dread the power of the wicked rich men, but he now felt that he had no grounds for that fear an alarm because he says in verse 5, Wherefore should I fear in the days of evil? 
He's going to go on and explain why he doesn't need to fear, as we shall see shortly. He saw the power of these rich men short-lived because they would soon die and go to the generation of their fathers. This psalm reminds me of Asaph in chapter 73. Asaph said his feet were almost gone. His steps had well nigh slipped. He was envious at the foolish when he saw their prosperity and increase in riches. He felt these prosperous men did not have trouble or plagues as other men. He describes their eyes standing out with fatness, having more than heart could wish. They speak proudly, setting their mouths against the heavens, saying, How doth God know? And is their knowledge in the Most High? But he goes into the sanctuary of God and says, Then understood I their end. Surely thou dost set them in slippery places. Thou castest them down into destruction. How they are brought into desolation as in a moment. They are utterly consumed with terrors. O Lord, when thou awakest, thou shalt despise their image. Asaph knew their end, as does the writer of this psalm. Verse 6 says, Even though they trust in their wealth and boast themselves in the multitude of their riches, none of them can by any means redeem his brother, nor give to God a ransom for him. For the redemption of their soul is precious, and it ceaseth forever. We just reviewed the facets of of, uh, salvation a few weeks ago, and the meaning of ransom and redemption. Both those terms are economic. They are the price paid to free someone from captivity, to remove a penalty or condemnation, restore a previous condition, or the price paid to buy back something from another. The psalmist is explaining why he does not have any reason to fear or fret because of the rich in this world. Even though they may have more than heart could wish, they cannot purchase the most precious thing, the redemption of their souls. We are not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, in whom we have redemption through his blood, Colossians says, even the forgiveness of sins, we have been redeemed by Jesus Christ, who paid that ransom price for us with his blood. Amen. Verse 10, for he seeth that wise men die, likewise the fool and brutish person perish and leave their wealth to others. Solomon said in Ecclesiastes, yea, I hated all my labor, which I had taken under the sun, because I should leave it unto a man that shall be after me. And who knoweth whether he shall be a wise or a fool? Yet shall he have rule over all my labor, wherein I have labored, and wherein I have showed myself wise under the sun. This is also vanity. They have all this wealth, but they die anyway, like the fool and brutish person, and then leave it to someone else and have no idea how it will be spent. Then their inward thought is, in verse 11, that their houses shall continue forever and their dwelling places to all generations. They call their lands after their own names. I recently went to a meeting where the speaker was waxing eloquent about a doctor that had left uh, medical school 66 million down in Georgia uh, upon his death so he could have a building at the college with his name on it. These people think that they will be remembered forever, but most do not even know who they are in just a few years after they die. Verse 12, Nevertheless, man being in honor abideth not, he is like the beast that perish. This their way is their folly, yet their posterity approve their sayings. Selah. 
The psalmist wants you to stop and think about this. This way of life is folly, but the future generation approves these things and follows in their footsteps. Like sheep, they are laid in the grave. Death shall feed on them, and the upright shall have dominion over them in the morning, and their beauty shall consume in the grave from their dwelling. But, we have an inspired disjunctive. God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave, for he shall receive me. Selah. This is the most positive verse in this chapter. The psalmist sets himself apart from the wealthy and rich in this chapter. And he knows that no matter what he sees happening around him and how prosperous the rich become, his soul is precious and he knows God has redeemed him. Amen. He finishes out the chapter with a few more verses of reassurance to not be afraid when one is made rich, when the glory of his house is increased. For when he dieth, he shall carry nothing away. His glory shall not descend after him. Though while he lived, he blessed his soul. Men will praise thee when thou doest well to thyself. He shall go to the generation of his fathers. They shall never see light. Man is that man that is in honor and understandeth not is like the beasts that perish. The wicked are not remembered. Though they name lands after themselves, they dream of a great legacy. Do not envy or fret about them. Do not let these enemies bother you. Their lives are vanity, and all they have done will soon be forgotten. Yes. Make your calling and election sure. And know that the redemption of your soul is precious. Amen.